Hey guys, it's Omar Khan, co-founder of Theta Trading Co. We teach people how to trade options to generate significant income on the side, and it takes as little as 30 minutes a day or less. Uh, that's pretty attractive. I've personally been using this trading strategy for the last 20 years and really refined it down over the years. It's allowed me to generate enough down payments to buy over 30 plus properties in the GTA and why you can do it as well. The only thing stopping you is you. As long as you have an open mind and you're willing to learn, I believe that any single person can learn how to do this. I'm here to let you know that we have a weekend course coming up on the weekend of March 28th. It's a Saturday and Sunday. It's full two days, nine and a half hours each day where we teach you everything there is to know from the beginning of how the stock market works to the end of day two, where you'll understand how to profitably trade options for yourself on a go forward basis. Our courses normally do sell out. So I would encourage you to, uh, to, to book uh, quickly. All the three courses we've done so far have been sold out or very near sold out. And if this sounds too good to be true, it's just a matter of the fact that most people will never understand this skill. How to make such decent returns in a short time span. But once you understand the concept, you'll know why it works. Uh, just to give an example, one student we had that took the course in January that made, has already made over $6,000 in their first two weeks uh, with zero stock trading experience. We've had people from all walks of life, from teachers to truck drivers, to lawyers, to doctors, to accountants, and anything in between that you can think of. So don't think that, hey, I, don't, I couldn't learn this. No, you can definitely learn this. It's all a matter of putting the effort. Uh, we have a special offer today for Breakthrough Real Estate Podcast listeners, and we're offering a $500 discount to our next live weekend course on the weekend of March 28th and 29th, Saturday and Sunday at the University of Toronto, Mississauga, taught by yours truly and my best friend and co-founder, Matthew Todman. If you're interested in taking this course, just go to 30minutestocktrader.com. That's 30minutestocktrader.com and use the code Breakthrough to get $500 off our next live weekend course. The website again is 30, the number's 30, minutestocktrader.com. Use the discount code BREAKTHROUGH for $500. We strongly encourage you to attend. I promise you the knowledge will change your life financially forever. Thank you. Hi, this is Dion Baig from Butler Mortgage. We're currently ranked the number one mortgage brokerage in Ontario and number two in Canada. And much of our success is due to the fact that we help clients acquire multiple investment properties. If you'd like to talk with a mortgage advisor who specializes in investment property, you can reach me at 888-684-8326. To learn more about what's going on in the world of investment property financing, check out episode 23 of the Breakthrough Podcast, where I discuss the topic with Robin Sandy. Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, episode 106. If you're looking for the skills and tools to succeed in real estate investing, you've come to the right place. This show is about breaking through barriers, breaking through limiting beliefs, and breaking through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Sandy. It's been a while. Thanks. <laughs> been a while, yeah. Um, so what's new? With, you know, well, what's new with me? Yeah. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Lots of stuff. We're, we're, we're heating up. The market is, is pretty hot. We were just talking about that before we started recording here. And, uh, you know. <laughs> 
good time to get into it, I think, especially with the spring coming. I don't think it's going to slow down any. Early 2020, a new decade. People are excited about real estate, it seems. We'll see. We'll look back maybe in, uh, in six months, a year, and see if, we were, if we're correct. But I think we're going to have a pretty active uh, next few months, that's for sure. I'm also excited. I'm heading out in like three days for Costa Rica. I'm going <laughs> to stick down there for a couple of weeks. Beautiful. I like it better than here. Looking at some real estate. That's a hot place for Canadians to buy real estate these days, it seems. That's what they say. Yeah, I might check it out. You know, it's a little yeah. bit harder with the kids with you. I, the sort of, uh, it's, that's um, in the back, in the back burner, but maybe. I saw yeah. one, of our, our, one of our past guests there, um, uh, Ian, Ian Zabo was down in Belize, I think, with Quentin too. And you probably yeah. know about that. But it looked interesting. They were showing some of the prices and stuff I heard were uh, interesting and right on the water and some cool opportunities. Um, we talked yeah. about that on the show. We had uh, Will on and uh, that's right. Hosting that little tour that those guys went to, but um, you know the 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 one thing that sort of, well, you know what? If we imply uh, employ, I should say, some of the strategies from our last show, then there would be no You're need right. for the financing because down in Belize, it's you like really there's not really a, an opportunity for any traditional financing there. Right. So uh, there you go little hint to go back and listen to the last show that we did. All right. Well, uh, we want to remind everybody uh, to go over to our website, breakthroughrapodcast.ca, pick up our free report there, uh, the ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. And you'll also get on our email list. You'll hear about all of our events. You'll hear about every new episode as they come out. You'll uh, be able to check out our investor property tours and uh, events we're doing locally and a whole bunch of other good stuff. So, Jump on over and grab that and uh, stay in the loop with us. That's right. And please go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you haven't done so already, I don't think it takes too long. Just go over. Let us know what you think about the show. Um, that way, we'll move up in the ranks on iTunes and people will be able to hear uh, the show and it'll get out there to more people. So please go over and do that. And now... Let's get to our guest. Who's our guest today, Sandy? So our guest today, we've got Dave Knight on board here. And Dave is uh, the founder of the First Responders Wealth Network and host of the First Responders Wealth Network, First Responders Wealth Network podcast. Uh, Dave is a full-time police officer who outside the workplace has been able to grow a multiple seven-figure rental income portfolio using both active and passive real estate investing strategies. And the First Responders Wealth Network podcast was created to help all first responders become educated and exposed to the possibilities of building their wealth, uh, how to multiply their income, and also security in addition to relying on pensions alone. And Dave's mission there is to help educate and coach, but more importantly, help change the mindset of all first responders towards financial future. So awesome, awesome uh, mission there, Dave. I love that. And uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, welcome, Dave. And let me tell you something. I've listened to your show, and it's not just for first responders. I got something out of it, too. Well, I'm glad. It, it really is for anyone, but uh, my goal is to try and change the mindset of first responders so they can tap into it, and, and, and that's really kind of wh where I'm geared towards. But it really is for anyone, or anyone with a full-time job, for that matter. But yeah, definitely geared towards any, anyone that's interested in, in investing. So, Dave, how'd you get started in real estate investing? Uh, well, I think it was a slow transition for me. It, uh, it started off before I was even hired on as a police officer and I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I was house hacking. So in order for me, 
um, well, let me start off. As soon as I got hired, my, my salary actually pretty much got cut in half because when you first start, you know, obviously there's a pay scale. So in order for me to pay for, pay for the bills and keep that overhead going and living just kind of the way I was living, which was, you know, fairly average, uh, I had to work continuous overtime and work, uh, my painting business, which I had on the side previously. So on my days off, I was constantly working and, it just kind of snowballed to the point where I was always working, I was always working and always kind of using my energy and those hours for, for dollars. So it got to a point where my mortgage broker at one day said to me, you know, you got this equity in your, in your home here and you're able to use it. And at that point I had no idea what, what the heck equity even was. And he said, you know, you can pay off your, your truck and you can put a down payment on another place. And at that point, I was kind of dumbfounded because I'm like, I can barely afford this house. How the heck am I going to afford a second place? So he said, well, if you co-sign it, uh, it'll work out for you. So anyway, long story short, that was really where the light bulb kind of clicked for me. And I was able to to leverage, you know, this make-believe equity that was in my home and, and then the value of that and really learn what leverage is all about and and having tenants to pay that mortgage and it kind of just started from there. So really it was the switch of learning what leverage can do through, through equity is, is how I really started. Right. I mean, and I think that everyone will have very similar stories, especially if you know, where that light bulb, where that, where that uh, switch flicks in their head and they just go, Oh, I get it now. This makes sense. Like, look what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. um, It may not have even been, at that point where they told you that you could do it, where the light, where that switched for you. Cause for me, it was more once we got into it yeah. and all of a sudden there was a little bit of extra money. And I'm like, what is this whole idea of extra money? Like, <laughs> absolutely. No, right. So for, for sure. And then, and it's also just, I think also realizing during that process, Rob, it's for me anyway, it was just realizing, you know, I'm working all this overtime and, and I'm exchanging my, my time for dollars, so to speak. And it's, you know, you, you get to a point and I always go back to the one time where, you know, I'm working overtime or we call it pay duties and, you know, it's minus 20 degrees in February. I remember working a traffic point and thinking to myself, okay, is this it? Like in order for me to really get more or get ahead, am I going to really have to put in these overtime hours for the next 25, 30 years? So that kind of gave me the motivation to kind of learn more and through the process, that's like you said, as soon as you start diving into it and you start surrounding yourself with the right people, you start getting exposed to the options that are around you and really what real estate can do. You know, and you use the term getting ahead too, which is, which is rather misleading though, even when it comes to stuff like that, because uh, maybe possibly getting ahead of where you might've been if you had have otherwise not done that, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily getting ahead you know, in the, in the traditional idea of the word in that you, you now able to do something that you weren't able to do before. Yeah. I know guys like when I, they would just like fight almost over any overtime hours that came out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, once you, once you, once this clicks for you and you kind of go, well, geez, like that doesn't even make sense. Cause then when am I going to see my family? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and to be able to learn about real estate like we have and then sort of make that switch and yeah. be able to value the time as much as the money is nice. No, absolutely. And that's and that's the whole point where it's, you know, at this point in my life, not that, you know, I'm 
I'm at the end of my career by any means, but it's just, I really value my time more than, than anything else. So now the fact that, you know, I've had about 10 years in and really focusing on maybe six years, it's just, uh, the ability to, I don't have to work those overtime hours now. So I'd rather be at home and do things I prefer to do. Um, you know, if overtime is, is what I want to do, then, then great. But yeah, it's, it, but it's the bigger picture down the road. It's just, it's being able to have that financial freedom and really do things that I wouldn't normally be able to do on just a salary. So what, what is your favorite investing strategy then? What's your go-to? Uh, well, for me, like I'm doing something a little maybe different than, than most. I'm right now I'm, well, let me start off. It was a transition for me. So I started off with single family homes and then I did uh, student rentals and then I got into multifamily and now I'm into more of a, a, a multifamily conversion flipping. So I, I'm, I'm now finding a property and I'm converting it and then I'm taking my, my capital or my profits and dumping it into passive investments. And the reason why I'm doing that is again, my goals might be different than others. So it depends on what your goals are, but my goal is, as quickly as possible to match or surpass my active salary. So in order for me to do that, this is the route that I, that I've chosen. So basically my goal is to increase my, my passive income so I can increase my, my, my salary or my yearly income. Okay. And we are going to get into what that looks like in a little bit. Sure. Um, and I think it, Sorry, Rob. I just, I just want to start. I just want to think that I, depending on what your goals are, I think that's really where you want to start. So for some people who want to, who want to grow their portfolio and grow, grow their wealth, maybe long-term generational wealth, whatever term you want to call it, you know, what I'm doing right now may not be for you or may not be, you know, exciting to you. But I think the Burr strategy, for example, is probably one of my favorites. And the only reason why I say that is just because you can recycle that money you increase the value of that property and then you can go on to the next one when you, when you do it properly. So I think my favorite strategy would be the Burr strategy, but what I'm doing is not exactly the Burr strategy. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. So, and I mean, everyone that's listening should know by now, but just run through what that, what that is. Yeah. So the Burr, the Burr strategy is basically buy, renovate, rent and refinance. So you're, you're finding an asset, maybe, Maybe it's, um, you know, needs some work or your, your ability to create that or a forced appreciation. And then you're just refinancing that property, taking the equity out and then hopefully doing it to the next, next property. So the, the ability to increase that the property, that property's value and then refinance and do it to the next. So recycling the dollars is the big one with the birth, birth strategy. I like it. That's, that's my favorite one too. Yeah. I, I would, you know, for a lot of, uh, for a lot of us, and especially people that don't necessarily have a lot of capital, I think that that one, I mean, how can it not be appealing, right? Because it's mm-hmm. ability to, if you, if you do it right, you sometimes can even get paid to yeah. own that property. Yeah. We've done that before. Yeah. So it's very exciting when you get into things like this. No, for sure. And, and that's the other thing too. It uh, depends on what you're into and what, you're, what you even want to do. I know a lot of people aren't even interested in, in owning properties and you can't even convince them to for whatever reason. So that's why, uh, that's why I always talk active or passive. But it, uh, yeah, the birth strategy is definitely a powerful tool. 
I think all of us are in on that one and it's, it's more active for, or someone needs to be active, but like I said, uh, you know, it's up to, up to you and the individual what they want to do there, but certainly has its, uh, is great benefits if you, if you go forward with it and, uh, and uh, it, it seems riskier, but really there's so many different levels of, uh, security in that, that like it's, it's really safer ultimately as, as long as you have the right people in place. For sure. I think that's a big one is having the right people in place because if, yeah. you, if you don't know what you're doing right off the bat, you can leave a lot of dollars into the property rather than doing it properly and having the most you know, value would be taking those dollars with you and moving into the next property, right? So definitely important to, to learn that one and have someone like you guys who could help them out. Uh, so what were some challenges uh, you faced starting out uh, either in that process with the birds or, or, or otherwise, what were some of the biggest challenges and how did you overcome them? Uh, I think it was just, I think challenges in each stage that I've done. So, I mean, it's a progression really of, of learning all that there is to, or the options that are available in real estate. So I think the biggest thing was just, I, I'm very conservative person and sometimes I need to know all of my options before really diving into something. So I think uh, that kind of paralyzed by analysis paralysis, so to speak. So sometimes absorbing too much, trying to learn too much. And in order to get over that, that fear of really taking action, I think getting a coach helped me. So finding someone that was able to help me and assist me shorten that learning curve and really take action with confidence and really, really make that next move with a peace of mind. I think that was, that was a big shift for me is willing to, or I guess first off realizing the way I am and in order for me to move forward is getting someone to really help me. So that was definitely a challenge earlier on and it still is anything new. I always want to uh, confide in someone or have a good team around me uh, more so one-on-one. Why do you think it's important for people, uh, especially first responders to learn the fundamentals of real estate investing and, and take action. Like you said, there's multiple options, active or passive. What's, what's uh, so important about them taking some sort of action at least. Yeah. Well, my whole, my whole message is, is don't rely on pensions alone. So there's a lot of examples in the U S and there's even a lot of examples here. And even in our own backyard, our own pension has struggled for, for some time. And we're, I mean, even here in Ontario, for those of you who are listening, I mean, we're still underfunded. And I think at this point we're, I think we're close to being fully funded, but there's been a long struggle and there's definitely changes coming down the pipeline as well. So be ready for that. And I think it's just naive to rely on someone else taking care of your, your, your financial future and to rely on one income, one source of income. So I just know what real estate's done for me. I know what it's done for others. And I think the security that comes along with that is, is important. So it's not just, it's not just real estate investing and I'm pushing that it's financial literacy. It's being aware that there's more that you can do rather than just, your paycheck, your salary, and a pension. So, and, and part of that is, like you said, the fundamentals. The fundamentals is you need to know what you're investing in. I mean, it, it, it's not very good to be investing in something blindly. So I think just knowing the fundamentals, how to calculate a return on investment, how to analyze a property, knowing your options, you know, your ability to self-direct something rather than, than not, or you're using your RSPs, like all that sort of thing is is available that i just don't think is normally talked about especially in my community i mean we got a lot of you know it's pretty stressful for a lot of us and depending on where you're working or what your salary is i know my podcast i 
direct towards Canada and the U.S. So it's not just here in Ontario. It's it's people who are dealing with different different situations, different clientele out there. I mean, it's uh, an unfortunate where I live, but um, you know we see a lot of shitty things out there. So the the topic of of money and finances and building your wealth isn't isn't the norm, and sometimes even even frowned upon to even talk about it. People don't even want to have the conversation. So the reason why I have my podcast is just simply to have a resource and a place to go for people who are like-minded and maybe want more and do more to go to. So, so that's, that's kind of a long answer, but simply, I think it's important to understand that there are other options out there rather than just overtime and relying on that pension. Dave, do you think as a group, uh, the first responders are more sort of open to this kind of a thing than like, say, I don't know, teachers as a, as a whole or, or a different profession as a whole? Because there are a lot, in my experience, there's a lot of, um, of first responders that are into real estate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's like anyone. I, I had a little bit of a pushback at the beginning just because you know, it's not normally talked about, but the more I've, I've been out there and kind of put myself out there, it's amazing how many people are receptive to the idea of doing more. But then, I mean, personally, I think, especially, especially cops, we're very stubborn. We're very set in our ways and maybe first responders as a whole, but, uh, we're almost not willing, especially the, the senior guys, they're not necessarily willing to even listen or, or have that conversation. So, I think once you get people in a room and they, you kind of break down the possibilities and the numbers and it, sometimes it clicks for them. Um, but there is a desire for more. I mean, we're, again, we're here in Ontario. We make a really, you know, a decent living, but depending on where you are, like there's a lot of people down in the States that are not making the money we're making. And I know the standard of living is different, but it's, it's the, a lot of first responders down in the U S specifically are, are working a second job. Um, so it hits home for different people and people react differently depending where you are. But I think at the core, people want, people want more. They just don't know necessarily how to get it. Well, let's talk about this passive income idea that you've uh, been mentioning because a lot of people talk about real estate as a passive income, but it's Mm -hmm. not really. And this isn't what you're talking about. Right. So, So right now you're, you're actively like flipping properties in order to invest it uh, in in other things. So tell us about that. Yeah. So, I mean, passive can be on many levels. It can be short-term lending. It can be um, self-directing certain things or investing in which, which I personally like is apartment syndications. And there's many reasons for that. Uh, I think it's the most, one of the most secure and highest yielding returns out there versus example, say, um, private lending and, and mortgages, uh, you, where you have a lot of the tax benefits and an equity piece in, in your returns. So I'll, I'll just break down an example of what I'm doing. So, uh, for apartment syndications, which I really like, and obviously is very popular, you get a, a return cash flow return, almost like a dividend that you would in a stock or a REIT. Um, so a real estate investment trust for those of you who are not familiar, um, so let's, let's compare it to that. So if you invest in a stock in a REIT, you get a dividend. So you get the annual return. So you might be paid quarterly or monthly, whatever that is. But then on your exit, you're going to be you're going to be deciding on wherever the market is. So, and then you pay capital gains on that where 
you don't get an, you don't get an equity piece if you invest in a REIT and you don't get the tax advantages either. So with when you invest in a, an apartment for, per se, um, you get the tax benefits as if you are a part owner, which, which you are technically uh, a partner in, and you get the equity on the back end on the sale or the refinance. So that's why I, I like apartments and the security enough as it is too, right? For, you know, you get a, a duplex. If one person moves out, you're 50% vacant. Whereas you get a hundred unit building, 50 people have to move out in order to make that same vacancy, right? So, I mean, that's just one argument of the security and the tax benefits. But again, that's just not, that's just one little section of, of passive ways that you can do it. I mean, private lending, hard money lending, private mortgages or second mortgages, as you guys, I know you talk a lot about on your show as well. Like those are all just options that I think there's not one best way to do things. It's just understanding that there, those options are there if for whatever reason you don't want to go down the road of owning and operating. So I think a good example of that is, for instance, my parents or someone who's retired. They don't necessarily want to take that 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 leap in, in owning a property and dealing with tenants or even a property manager. So there are options out there that you can do of get a great solid return and with some tax benefits without even owning property. I think ultimately that's the, like long-term, that's, that's the best way to go. I think, you know, I, I'd way rather, we've done a lot of active investing and I don't mind parts of it. I enjoy parts of it. I, I, I'd still rather be the, uh, the inactive person. <laughs> Uh, I mean, sitting back and just collecting the collecting the money. I mean, it's it depends how uh, different thoughts around that. I think, but uh, ultimately, I think that's the place where people should strive to get to eventually, probably. Yeah, exactly. And that is, like you said, saying. I mean, that is the end goal. I mean, for me anyway. But again, everyone has their own. In my opinion, everyone has their own needs and wants and goals. So, yeah. like, how much do you really need, and how much do you really want? And I think that's where you, you come down to. At what point are you going to cash in and? get this residual income year after year and you don't have to work for it or manage anything. It's just not even on your radar. You don't have to think about it. So that's like, that's the ultimate financial freedom for me is to get that annual income, passive income. I don't have to think about, I know I got a check coming every quarter or every month and, and I can do whatever I want to do. So whether it's continuing to help first responders and touring around and doing seminars and workshops and coaching and all that stuff, I mean, that would be the ideal for me. But I mean, as of right now, I'm only about halfway there. So <laughs> like I said, it's super, it's for, for your group to first, first responders relying on a pension is like really, really risky. I think it's getting more risky. Um, if that's your sole ultimate goal is just to get that great pension and then, and chill afterwards. Um, you know, you guys are at a risky career to begin with, uh, on, on a number of different levels, but like, you know, and I can't like, you know, talking about in the States and some areas where, you know, the, the amount of money they're making is not exactly, you know, substantial as from, from, you know, from the great place that we live where a lot of, you know, you get paid reasonably well, but like at the end of the day, the, the pension and everything, which I think was what most people, a lot of people get into that career for at least a little bit, hmm. super risky to rely on that. Right. And we have no control over that as how, as far as how that's going to play out over the next, you know, couple decades and whatnot it could totally change it could not even be there yeah and and there's some concern i mean even with with omers you know they came out with a plan review a couple of years ago and they're basically what i got out of it anyway was a heads up that things are changing and i'm not saying the pension's not going to be there and i'm not a, you know debbie downer here i'm not trying to freak anyone out it's just 
why would you want to rely on that? I mean, use that as an addition to not a dependent for right for your retirement. And I mean, it also comes down to to, to Sandy. I mean, think about what real estate is able to do for us and the security side of things. But, you know, for us first responders or anyone really out there, it doesn't take much to have a health issue in your life. And if you're retired and you're just only depending on that, that pension and you need above and beyond what that pension and even CPP or Canadian pension or wherever you're, you're living that your, your, your government's paying you, like, how do you afford that? You know? So it's not just, you know, thinking about now, think about in the future and people, I mean, divorce rate is freaking through the roof in our service. So, or in our, in our, in our community. So, and the world maybe, but (laughs) The, uh, so, I mean, it's just something to think about. You can, your wealth can be cut in half. So there goes half your pension. So what happens about that? You know, and then, so it's just, it's just naive to rely. And then if, and taking control of your own future, I think is important. So. Um, how has coaching impacted your, your growth as an investor? Coaching has helped me in every way, shape or form, really. I mean, I, not just real estate coaching, but even just, you know, development coaching, um, you know, I mentioned earlier, trying to get me to that next step or conquering kind of fear to, to do certain things, but really it, it shortens the, the learning curve. It gives me access to, to contacts and their network and helps me get really from A to B. It's not necessarily going from A to Z. It's getting me from the next step and where I want to go. So it's just, uh, it's basically a shortcut to getting to where I want to be. So, mm-hmm. And we've had a number of, uh, you know, a few bunch of coaches on the show in the past too. And I know there's some tons of great resources out there. It is, um, you know, for most people, at least starting out for sure. Uh, and it's, I'm sure there's, you know, there's always pretty much always a price tag to, to coaching, but, yeah. um, usually if you can afford the first, I don't know, a few months or something of that, you'll, you'll start to see the return and it's, it's invaluable, especially accountability and all that around just doing activities and, it's hard to make, it's hard to really be professional in any space without a coach. It really is my opinion. Cause it's, you compare that to any sports and any, 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 you know, anything really growing up and everything, everyone has coaches. Cause it's, it's the only way to really learn at a high level. Yeah, definitely. It's just leveling yourself up. And I think a lot of people are more worried about the, the paycheck that it costs to come along with that extra learning or leveling up. But really what I look at it, like what's the price of not doing it? So, I mean, if I didn't get any coaching, and by the way, on a side note, I know, Rob, we talked about this on my podcast, but one of my first coaches um, was to help me in the student rental world and was on your, off your podcast. So, I don't know how many years ago that was, like five or six years. When did you guys start that? Was that five? That must have been, uh, was it uh, Tim? Yeah, yeah, Tim. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, I know he's doing other stuff now, but simple stuff like that. And I'll use that as an example. I wouldn't have even looked at Welland at that time. I didn't really know anything about nothing at that point, but... Um, you know, I wouldn't even thought about looking in the Welland direction. I wouldn't have had my set up with my mortgage broker at the time who was able to hook me up with, with what I was able to do and, you know, just how to set that up, the property managers, all that stuff. It's, it just gets you from A to B. So, yeah, definitely important. So Dave, tell us about your podcast. You started this podcast. Tell us about it. Tell us the mission. Tell us what you do, who you talk to. Let us in on all this. Sure. Well, all first responders, like I kind of touched on it earlier, but it's just a, the type of conversation we don't normally have in the workplace. And with all the stresses and everything else that comes along with the job, I think just the financial side of it and the whole realm isn't touched on enough. We're not, 
you know, there's no one there really speaking to us. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that my podcast can, can do that. And I have a number of people on there and, you know, I'm, I'm starting to dive into a little bit of, you know, mental health and physical health. And not only that, but the financial side of it too is, is so important for all first responders, because I think we, we, we sometime, um, neglect ourselves a little bit because we're always helping other people. We're doing what's right for them. And then we come home and we just kind of, you know, put our feet up and try and separate ourselves, but sometimes we can't. Right. So there's a lot of different levels that I eventually want to touch on and I think are important. And I need a lot of people around me to help me do that. It's not just me. Cause I don't know everything. I mean, there's a lot of areas of my health I need help with and still financially that I'm constantly learning. Right. But, um, so it's just to get people to start thinking, start having the conversation. And I know that I never had this type of conversation around my dinner table very often. So I'm hoping that at least it sparks a conversation and interest. And if they're willing to listen then and take action, then, then even better. So on top of the podcast, you also have some free um, real estate investor training workshops that you put together, but at the police department even. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the green light from my association, which was awesome. And I've had a lot of great feedback. Um, yeah. So we, for, for that specifically, we dove into, and we've done a number of them now uh, talking about active and passive stuff, but really dialing down the fundamentals. Like I mentioned earlier, where it's, what is equity? What is, um, you know, how do you calculate a good return on investments, even to the point of how can I self-direct my investments rather than relying on someone else to, to control them and eliminating that fee, you know, even the, you know, the, some of the stuff that you can do just self-directing your RSPs. I mean, as you guys know, you've talked about a lot, a lot of people just aren't even aware of that. So it's realizing what is available and then what direction you want to go down. So a lot of people aren't, aren't open to the fact of even owning real estate. They like the passive stuff because they're at that point in their life where they have equity in their home or they have RSP money or whatever the case may be. So it's just leveraging what you've created or figuring out how to get ahead. So uh, that's been going well. And if anyone's interested, I got a, an ebook, an audio book that's free. So you can go to my, my website, uh, 911wealthnetwork.com and, and download that for free too. So yeah, man, it's just, it's getting people exposed and kind of pointing them in the right direction. Dave, what's the, what's the, what's like the most common question the first responders have or, or, or objection, objection or question, I guess, to, to going down this path and is an investor or a real estate investor. What's the, Typical thing you always hear. People Anything specific. Yeah. I mean, first off, how do I get started? I don't have any money. <laughs> That's usually the, the beginning one. And as you know, I mean, you can't do passive routes unless you have equity or capital. So that kind of throws that, that out of the, out the window. So, um, or just people not wanting to deal with tenants. I think that's like a, a common fear, excuse me. And, uh, you know, as you know, we have property managers for our properties and even though you still got to manage them a little bit, that creates a more hands-off approach. So, and I, I think just people just not really knowing where to start. So I think just kind of asking the question, what is it you want? What is it you need? And then kind of backtracking from there and figuring out what, what routes they can go to get to that, to that point that they want to be. I think you mentioned, you mentioned before um, how some people a little bit close minded to some of the stuff, right. And not really open to learning more about it. That seems to be something, uh, you know, uh, common in your, your line of work, at least. I think 
probably that's the first like where to start sort of thing. Probably number one is just kind of look at your mindset a little bit, right? Do you have any thoughts around that? Oh man, I think I think that's the whole thing is majority. I'm not gonna say all, but I, even myself, I think you come into the job and your thought is, okay, I'm I got a good job, I got a you know good salary, I got good benefits, and I got a good pension. And then you get there and then eventually a point of view says, okay, well now what, like, how do I get to the, how do I get to the next level? But then some people aren't even willing to, to kind of open their mind to what's even available. And, and that's really the first step is you have to be able to be willing to improve yourself. But some people, again, aren't even willing to have the conversation of getting to that next level because they're content on where they are and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, uh, I think, opening your mind and listening to other people and kind of getting to the next level mentally is, is huge. It's just thinking bigger rather than just the bubble that you're living in, I think is the big one for, and if you're con- and if you're content or you're going to be like, which is fine, like you said, um, just, you can't complain if something in the, in the world uh, affects you and, and you, and you had no control over it, just don't be the complainer. <laughs> that's why that's potentially what could happen if, if you're, if you're going to be in that mindset, right? Especially in our line of work, I mean, we literally go to work. Like how many other jobs do people go to work literally with the possibility of not coming home every single day? I mean, there's always that, that, that chance of that interaction with some shithead on the street or that fire you run into or even, even in the medical side. I mean, you really don't know who you're interacting with day to day. So, I mean, you know, to think that nothing can ever happen and to go on your life you know, or career for that matter. And thinking that, you know, your, your benefits is going to cover everything above and beyond or your pension is going to cover everything above and beyond is just stupid in my opinion. Sorry, naive, but yeah, in my opinion, I think it's very neglectful. So where do you see your business and your podcast in the next five years? Man, I, I'm just, I'm just happy. I got to this point. (laughs) I'm, I'm just happy people are listening. Um, you know, again, I, I touched on, I, I'd like to, to go down a couple roads of, of helping first responders in many areas. So, uh, you know, in the, in the health, health, uh, area, the, um, the mental health area and the, and the financial stuff. So, I mean, real estate is really my passion and I love it and I see the opportunity there. So that's really what I'm focused on. I'd love to, you know, I have coaching, so I'm, I'm, I'm now helping other people get into their properties or get into that next level. And I'd love to have an online uh, community there where people can go to and can trust and educate themselves on. So that would be my, my dream is to be the kind of the go-to for first responders to, to learn about, about the opportunities. So. I like it. And what about real estate? What kind of investments are you going to be doing in the, in the upcoming future? Well, I got a conversion right now in the works as Sandy knows, and I'll be uh, knocking on his door soon. But, um, so it's a, it's a three unit in, in Hamilton that I'll be unloading probably in the early summertime, late spring. And then, uh, I'll be on to my next project. But, uh, in the meantime, still building the business, building the online community here, getting my coaching set up, um, and also, um, the apartment stuff. So I'm also learning the, uh, apartment space as well, but. Uh, definitely continue doing my flips and specifically multifamily conversion stuff. Let's go with that one big tip that you can give somebody that's just starting out in real estate investing. Mm. 
surround yourself with people who are doing what it is you want to do. I think getting, getting that help, whether it be coaching or just joining a network or, you know, listen to podcasts like this, I think just kind of diving into it and getting as much information as you can, but really limiting yourself on how much you're going to allow yourself to, uh, to absorb because next thing you know, you got a year or two has gone by and you haven't done anything. So definitely uh, surround yourself with, with people that are doing what it is you want to do. I always say three months. If people listen to this show. Yeah, I like that. It's like, go, if you're going to start out, learn for three months, that's the deadline. Then you have to do something. I love that. Yeah. Give yourself some so many people, so many people to go on for like three years and have done anything. Right. Yeah. And, and, then, and then they'll sit back and critique everyone and all their mistakes. Yeah. But also, it's like, well, maybe it's going to, I mean, like these guys just said spring market's hot. Like, why would I buy something now? I should wait for it to cool off. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And so then, many reasons. 10 years later, they're saying the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, thank you. I like that one. And you know what? It's not hard. It's not hard to surround yourself with these people. Thing. And that's part of the fear, Rob. I think yeah. we, we jack ourselves up too much and we, 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 we don't end up doing anything. And it's just, it's all, it's all just in our head. I mean, real estate is not hard, guys. I mean, trust me, if I can do it, we all can do it. So um, I, think people are, I think people are fearful to even start. I think they're fearful to be looked at down upon maybe from people that are doing bigger things and they're worried about feeling uncomfortable in, in the room where people are... Hmm. The perception is maybe if you go to like some of these clubs that everyone in there is millionaires and has all these properties, it's not the case, right? And it's not the case for people who reach out to me, for sure. I'm sure the same with you guys, the people that reach out to you for support or guidance, like we get people that have no idea what's going on all the time. And there's always something we can help them out with. If they have zero money and zero knowledge and, yeah. and have barely even heard of or ever owned any property, nobody in their families, like we can help these people out some way or another we can put them in the right direction so don't be fearful of doing that i think a lot of people might be fearful of that just yeah. just throw that aside get a little bit out of the un uncomfortable a little bit uncomfortable maybe and uh we're all open to help i know everyone here is for sure hey man if you're the smartest one in the room you're in the wrong room so that's a good that's the way i look at it and i and yeah. like you said like even just getting around those people is not hard either because there's all kinds of meetups mm -hmm. and, uh, all and over then, yeah. then you will definitely not be the smartest person in the room let me tell you, uh, and, and I went through this in my job before, as I was starting out in real estate investing. Um, and I'm sure like a scenario like this might pop up for you or someone listening to your podcast would be, you know, you're, you're standing around a cruiser with uh, five or six other, other cops and you say, you know what, I'm thinking about investing in real estate. And the one guy pipes up and goes, oh man, my, my uncle Joey lost his shirt, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh. And now you're there and, and, and you're going to be, and you go, man, if I do this and I fail, mm -hmm. what are these guys going to do? Yo, everybody runs into that kind of stuff. But listen, I will tell you something right now. I don't think that there is a property that you can invest in now, regardless of your strategy and and not win in the long run I'm not saying some are aren't better than others but in the long run with a little bit of guidance at least i don't think you can lose no, no. especially in canada especially in ontario especially in gta you can't you can, there's no possible way to lose long term sometimes yeah. you could win quicker or, or longer but yeah long term there's no doubt absolutely
and you might look back and go, geez, I wish I had done like one or two like little things differently, or maybe I should have duplexed that place instead of keeping it as a single family home. I would have made more money. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but yeah, in the long run, that, that property is still going to appreciate in value. Um, no. And and you're never going to look back and say, man, I wish I never bought that. You're going to say, I wish I bought two. Yeah. What's the one thing that hasn't changed over like literally centuries is like the, the staple of wealth. It's real estate. I mean, there's obviously different ways you can go about that, but time's, time's shown it, right? So, I mean, why not put your trust in that? We've got that 100-year chart online somewhere, I believe, where you can see the, the real estate values, like just laid out in a chart over 100 years. Yeah. It doesn't go down. It goes up. Yeah. And if it goes down, it goes down temporarily, but just make sure that you can weather the storm. That's my only suggestion for sure. Yeah. How can people get in touch with you, Dave? Thanks. Um, they can email me info at 911wealthnetwork.com or they can reach out to me. I got, again, my website, I got, uh, you know, ebook and audiobook on there, 911wealthnetwork.com or just Instagram or Facebook. You can reach out to me there. Uh, Instagram is Dave Nider, I think. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You've got the uh, audio book. Did you read it? I did. It's me. So if you can't get enough of my voice, you can go on there and uh, listen to me in your car. <laughs> yeah. All right. On. Awesome. Okay. Well, all those links will be in our show notes, guys. So if you miss that or if you're driving or whatever, go over on your free time, pull over to the side of the road right now. I guess you could even do that and look it up and, and just click on the link. You'll be able to get in touch with Dave. Cool. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Sandy, how can people get in touch with you? 289-389-6846 or sandy at mckrealtynetwork.com. And you can reach me at rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. Thanks again, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, man.